All right, now keep it up. Now I'm going to go fool Jerry Johnson on that <laughs> shit. I'll go fool Jerry Johnson, and y'all be like, that nigga really went to bed. Nobody puts that past you. I'm, I'm, hey, did, did we tell y'all about this nigga Jerry? Like, we came to New Orleans. At Jerry. the Wendy's? Yes, at the Wendy's. Nah, that's one of my favorite Jerry yeah. stories. What, what happened? So, we first off, we're in like a Honda CRV, like hatchback, like two-seater. It's like four of us. And it's hot on a New Orleans day. So we like hop in the back, pile in the back, and we're headed back to wherever the fuck Jerry is staying. And Jerry was like, hey, uh, he's pulling up like to the Wendy's. And he was like, Are, you, hey, are we talking about Jared or no, Jerry? J- Jerry. Jerry's Jerry dad. Daddy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So Jerry is like, hey man, y'all want some of these Wendy's? Y'all want some Wendy's? <laughs> and I I don't think it was because we wasn't hungry. I think it was just because we was on some we're going to get some po' boys or something like, we're in New Orleans. We want some New Orleans shit. So we was like, nah. So Jerry, like, pulls up to the Wendy's, hops out, walks inside the Wendy's, orders a full meal, and sits down. We're in the car. <laughs> and this nigga's, like, sitting down. He's at Wendy's, like, with the knife and the fork, nigga, like, <laughs> like damn near a napkin in the shirt, and eats his full meal. Takes his fucking time and walks out. <laughs> like, all right, y'all ready to get back on the road? Like, nigga, we thought you was going through the fucking drive-thru or some shit. Or at least just buy some nuggets and come back out. This nigga. How long Jerry, did it take y'all before y'all realized he some, like he wouldn't come back out? I'm about to say, didn't he say some shit like, oh, yeah, I had to get my, uh, I had to get my refill. Like, basically, he yes. ate his shit in there so he could, like, drink his whole drink and get his refill. Yup, sure did. <laughs> But the, thing, but the thing about Jared already knew. But Jared didn't really like tell us until we were like, hey man, like, is this nigga about to like eat in the Wendy's? Jared was like, oh yeah, yeah, he's about to sit there and eat his whole fucking meal. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean. That nigga said he liked to dip his ketchup. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. And like, he, like, Jared looked like the type of nigga that orders all the the meal items from Wendy's, like, not the. The fast food, but like oh, the chili and the salad. Oh, he gonna get the, the the salad, the baked potato, the loaded baked potato, the chili. So what are y'all? What are y'all specials for the week? <laughs> right. <laughs> Ooh, the mac and cheese. <laughs> the pie. Let's try that. I want can the I, fish and grits. Can I, can I can I sample that? Right. Wendy's was fast casual for that nigga. Like he was definitely. Wendy's used to be fast Wendy's casual. Wendy's be good as hell. Wendy's used to be hella fast casual. Yeah, I used to go into the salad bowl with my grandmama, and like we used to like sit down and have like lunch, lunch at Wendy's. We used to go to Wendy's. Me and my pops used to go go to Wendy's and sit down after getting our haircut. We used oh, to man. go after church sometimes, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like Wendy's used to be hella delicious, nigga. With, with the with the the white newspaper tables or whatever. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Hell, I had that shit. They had the ketchup with the cups, and you put the ketchup in so yeah, you could dip that the ketchup. The, that good. was the first place I've ever had the cups, nigga. The little bonnets for your ketchup. I was like, you can tell me I could dip my ketchup? I ain't got to squirt this shit on here. Simpler, simpler times, man. Simpler times. Someone get me a Frosty. Woo! Frosty when I sweat. Don't you disrespect. Colonel, you a mess. Arby's I detest. Oh, and Ronald McDonald has a tiny... Up in the White House with a Frosty. Don't need Mickey D's, need a Frosty. All a bad bitch needs is a Frosty. Frosty. Is this thing out? 
Welcome to With All Due Respect. This is Chef, and as always, when we listen to our podcast, um, let us know you like our podcast, give us a comment, uh, give us some money on Anchor, send us some sweet cash on Cash App. Not here to beg, but you know, it's just good to be acknowledged. I think someone sent us $50 recently for JJ's birthday. I'm like, thank you. Who was that? Who was that young lady, JJ? Hey, man. I went to uh, school there, man, from first grade to 12th grade, man. Shout out to Heather Horton, man. Man, shout out to Heather Horton. Big supporters, man. Big supporters. Thank you, Heather. Appreciate it. We appreciate you. This is episode uh, 163. Gentlemen. But I also asked her, why'd you send the podcast $50 for my birthday? Why'd you send that to me? Because it's for the podcast. (laughs) You know I got my own podcast. It literally said for JJ's birthday drink. Sorry, I got, I got. Oh, I don't know, I don't know. It might nope. be for our birthday. Drinks. Twelve dollars and fifty cents of that is my birthday drinks. So remember when <laughs> they acknowledged the fact you acknowledged the fact that we all had birthdays within a pretty short time span. I'm assuming those are for everybody. And if you and we do thank send you. us, if you do send us cash out, hit us, hit hit us up because we'll let it expire. Amen. Well, because I can only attach my cat my cash app to notifications to the app. So the app is going to notify me when I get motherfucking money. I don't have nothing to notify me when the podcast gets motherfucking money. But you can always subscribe on Anchor as well, and you can give us money either one time or monthly as well. We got a bunch of subscribers on Anchor. Anchor, uh, what is it? Anchor.fm slash with all due respect with a K. That's where the podcast episodes are at, and you can become a subscriber uh, in the future when all of our benefits come out and all of the t-shirts and all of the exclusive listenership <laughs> and content, NFTs. all of the NFTs, <laughs> all of that information will go out to those subscribers. So if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you want to support the man, podcast? Yeah, the podcast with R. Anchor.fm slash with all the respect with a kid. No, but if you do want to drop lump sums, that is always cool too. You, you'll still get some NFTs for me because I, I like because some of y'all niggas just want to give a dollar a month and that's only twelve dollars a year. Well, if you would like to wire some money, I can give you my Navy Federal information and we can do a wire transfer as well. We are flexible in payment options, and all this money goes into putting back into the podcast. <laughs> It was like five thousand guys tired of the drive I didn't know, know what to do. No, it was like that was it. I didn't know when to get in, so I just went. Maybe the two ropes slapped me in my collarbones. Maybe they did. Who knows? I was never good at that shit. Anyway, Man, nobody was there to be good at it. You were just there for the for the <laughs> what? What's your name? <laughs> Is it my turn? Hold on, I'm, no, but I mean, no, 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 it is my turn. It's your boy, Jay and Joe. They gonna make a hoe out of me. So we just skipped over everybody else's intro, didn't we? Hmm? We just skipped the whole order. I didn't get the wood with the white voice. I thought, I thought you said you that. Did. I you had a, he didn't say it. He had a monologue. Oh, so you got so skipped. I, I figured that was like... Enough. I thought he said a monologue. You can say it now. Go ahead. Say it. But so, so, so were all of y'all double dutchers at one point for at least 15 minutes? Well, I, can had, never, I can never do a double dutch. The Reggie... Single jump, right? Oh, I could do that. I could never do. I was always pretty clumsy, but I, I, I acknowledge that some you like you know how you had the niggas that could flip. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did. I did one backflip too. JJ was a flipping nigga. I just did it one day to see if I could do it, and I did it, but it scared me. So hey, I didn't box. I barely cleared it. JJ gives flipping flip niggas was the one that could do double dutch though. Nah, I used to play football in the street, but. 
shout out to y'all niggas who get broke. Y'all did tackle in the grass, touching the street. Nah, I think we were still tackling the street. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I, I can't fuck with niggas who be tackling in the streets. That's a little too. That's a little <laughs> too thuggish for me. Yeah, we used to, we used to tackle in the grass, touching the street. Man, we just played. I think, I think, I think you should start touch in the street, but then you push one nigga into a car, and then it just goes left. Man, yeah, I, that it's funny how that's universal. Because yeah. this one dude who kept trying to run in the. Uh, in the street, so he wouldn't get tackled, but he was like running on the sidelines. Motherfucker push his ass in the grass. I mean, after you baptize yourself on a on a mailbox, everybody's like, "All right, just move move over a little bit, move in just a little bit." <laughs> Johnny Johnny Arm not gonna unbend all the way no more after what happened to the mailbox. I remember we rolled down the hill by my house when I was tackling a nigga and I broke his collarbone. His mama was mad at me. Now nah, you an animal. Are you breaking collarbones? <laughs> He's right. an Indian. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You're, you're knocking chin straps loose. <laughs> I wasn't happy about it. I got in trouble. So you a peaceful, right. peaceful chin straps loose. It's all good. But how's everybody been doing? How's but, everybody's weekend? Yeah. First of all, you gotta. First of all, you can't say everybody. You have to single niggas out. Jay Joe, you assault. Oh, you were sharing a. You a sellout. I thought you was about to say that too. How you been, nigga? I've been good, man. Um, I was—I don't know if I talked about my Berea taco experience last weekend. I mean, last week. Did I talk about that? Did you didn't go you into the details. It. You said they were delicious. Oh, I, I went on my birthday, but I went to get like the real deal Berea tacos uh, at this place called Turkey and the Wolf. They have uh, their Michelin star restaurant, but it's really a sandwich shop. They have really good, uh, like greens you wouldn't expect it. And then they have a grilled cheese sandwich that had, they have a collard green grilled cheese sandwich that's decadent as fuck. And it, I think that's what actually won, like, the Michelin, uh, not, not Michelin, I'm sorry, James Beard Award, uh, sandwich. Um, but anyway, hell of a jump. Okay, all right. <laughs> hey boy, I want to rock the boat. Oh no, 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 no! That nigga didn't win the Oscar. He got the uh, the Essence Award. I'm, I'm oh, sorry. No. Oh yeah, so we shit on James Beard Awards, nigga. Oh no, no, man. no but it, like, it don't sound the same. Right. I, know, <laughs> I, feel, I mean, you fooded, you fooded, feel me? I don't know. Anyway, big, big thing. So anyway, so they had a Berea pop up. Another uh, Berea um, restaurant came and cooked it there. Establishment, which is cool, they do that a lot. And um, while I was in line, man, I don't know if y'all have, if you have any Top Chef fans, but um, it was a woman named Nini. She's a Vietnamese, a New Orleanian. She has uh, she doesn't have a restaurant down here yet, uh, but I think she's about to open one up. But she was just walking by, and, like walking her dog. She walked by me, and like nobody recognized her. Nigga, I'm like, mm. that's Nene, nigga. So, North or South she walked by me, because it was a long line, she walked by me. Like, you mind if I take a picture with you? And she was like, cool. Can we take a picture? I said, yeah, damn. I said, you about to wait in line? She was like, oh, well, I don't like to skip line, you know, blah, 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 and be pretentious. I said, I feel you. So, she had the back of the line, and she was in that bitch for maybe 45 minutes, and then was like, no, nah, I'm not going to sit in this line no more. You're but, uh, shout out. Huh? You'll post the picture to the group. Uh, so this is the fuck Nini win. Yes, that's enemies win. Um, so I took the picture, then I looked at it, and I saw like the goof in my face, like I was smiling <laughs> way too hard. So 
I wanted to get another picture, but like she was sitting with her homegirls, and I didn't know like a cool like double dutch. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I couldn't. I, I didn't see a good uh, opportunity to jump in there and get a second picture. So she I don't know. She's cool as fuck. Yeah, but I, you know, that ain't really me. Homegirls is funny when it's not black people. Oh, but she, her homegirls are black. Oh. Cool as fuck. That's what I'm that saying. changes things. Uh, she okay. like she hanging out with black girls. But okay. some people, but like the, the, I found out it was the owner's wife was kind of fangirling out around her and kept trying to introduce her to people while she was just trying to eat a burrito tacos. But these burrito tacos was fucking slapping. So shout out Did to you that. got a hog head cheese tacos? Oh, I haven't. I'm, I'm sorry, not a big fuck? South fan. Yeah, check it in the wolf. Y'all check it out. Uh, hog and cheese. I don't even eat hog cheese by itself, let alone wrapped in a motherfucking tortilla. Not, <laughs> right. not doing it. But hog cheese, jalapenos, shredded lettuce, sour cream, hot sauce, American cheese. Wait, someone's doing that. That's it. Turkey and the wolf. Y'all turkey look at turkey and the wolf. wolf. Listen, oh, I, anything I've ever gotten there has been delicious. Did you so, try the hog cheese? I haven't tried the hog head slash I don't know. It sounds like a lot of boo boo foods in there. Like, you got some grilled <laughs> cheese with collard greens. <laughs> that shit about to clear you. Some shit, some shit that's gonna block you. Nigga sitting on the Michelin stars, though. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. MTV Kids Choice Awards. My bad. <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean Did I say Michelin stars? I didn't mean to say that. Do the Uber off the backboard to himself. I'll see you after 5,000. <laughs> oh, but before we move on, see everybody else was. That, was, that took longer than I thought. Um, my shit for the week. See what I did there again. Y'all niggas will be fucking with my. You leverage. give us like a point two five window to get it. Like you gotta let the shit fucking. Yeah, so man, I'm like, Damn, y'all niggas ain't say that. Right. What? <laughs> what did you even say? <laughs> right, nigga. I didn't even really say it. Um, no, man. So this, so this nigga this week, um, I went to a fucking restaurant, not a restaurant, a, a drive-through, um, and a chick. On the drive-thru, was, like, rude as fuck. Like, I was ordering my food. I was like, hey, can I get this burger without X, Y, and Z? Hey, I don't come with that. I'm like, yeah, damn, bitch. You could have said, you could have just said, okay, but you want to do that. Anyway, she was, that's how her energy was in the fucking drive-thru or whatever. So then I get to the front. She had all that attitude and still got my fucking order wrong. So I realized I was grown as fuck because I got the receipt. And I called the fucking oh, one number on that bitch. You call nationals, <laughs> nigga? Yeah, nigga. Let me, get, let me call corporate. <laughs> nigga, like, how did I was service? I did the whole thing online, nigga. Like, How's my driving? Down right, 1888. Right, was, your, was your food correct when you got it? No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> one. Let me tell you about how Stephanie. service? Two. Nah, nigga. Fuck you. So, They're going to call you and give you some coupons. Yeah, I hope so. But let me tell you, that's the. Second time I've done done the groan. Uh, the first time was when I when I was in a movie theater. So that's how long ago it was. When some fucking kids were just being loud. I think I just before I cussed them out, I turned around and got into a fisticuffs. So I was like, man, let me just go outside and tell whoever I got it. Who is that person? Who is that person in the movie theater? Herschel Usher. Usher boy. Yeah, I told the fucking Usher boy like. Get these niggas out of here. You told I, the nineteen-year-old nigga like these niggas gotta go. <laughs> right. He came in there with his flashlight. It was like I don't have to ask y'all to leave. It was it was really it was like a a, a boy and a girl too. It was like uh 
They went like a whole bunch of rowdy dudes. It was like a dude and a chick just like, ha ha! Like yelling at the screen. So. Then everybody else looking around for the snitch. Right. So listen, <laughs> everyone got to do it. Something, you got to listen. Everybody grown here, man. Fuck it. If you have bad service, I don't give a fuck where it's at. Uh, go ahead and call that receipt. That receipt number, man. Have y'all ever been to cookout? Do y'all have a cookout where y'all from? I've been to cookout from, but I went. I went nigga, in Atlanta, I mean, you work in Atlanta a lot. I went to cookout before, nigga. That's the only place where you could get like get a burger and like, what do you want as your side? You could be like tacos, <laughs> nigga, like a case. Nuggets. I'll be getting the nuggets for no, no. Their fucking uh, drop the menu is sick, but anyway. it's all fifty cents. Shout, shout out to Mike Lip, Cookout King. Is it? That boy love cookout. Nigga, I was I had my first experience with cookout, nigga, and I was like, nigga, this is a lot. I went two different times in two different states. Like I went once in Virginia, once in South Carolina, and that shit just it wasn't good. Shake in Virginia, shake in DC. Huh? The burger in Virginia, shake in DC. Right. It wasn't good. Speaking of DC, how how's your week been, Wood? Well, everything's been great. Thanks for asking. Did you do anything fun? Oh, went to work. Came home. Ate. Went to sleep. Oh, gee. Oh, you're not working. You're not working from home anymore. Yeah. Also, you went to work like where you are now. Okay, cool. Go start. What'd you, what'd you eat? Food. Little meat, potatoes, vegetables. Yeah, but meet a bit. Um, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, <laughs> I, so I saw that like your wife has been out and about recently. Um, don't, don't, you about the Mosby me? Cause don't Mosby me on this. I don't even podcast. know what Mosby. Eats. Oh, you were you, you weren't there for the wedding rehearsal dinner? Oh no! First of all, I, you I were there. I got Mosby. At the rehearsal dinner, too? Yes. He's like, I know you ain't my real daddy, but <laughs> my my daddy's here. Why don't you say a, a couple words? I mean, I was drunk as fuck. Yep. But then after that, he was talking about, I know Vanessa from way back, down and around in the clubs. No, 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 no. Not that. What? Not that, not that. So, in front of grandmamas? No, I re- no, no, I remember that. I remember all that. <laughs> that, that, that sobered a lot of people up because it's like, where are we going? <laughs> it sobered a lot of people up. It was, a lot, it was that. <laughs> I'm not going to mosey you. It was dirty Since you don't want to give me any content, I'm going to force you to give me content. Um, so we've, we've had this discussion about niggas who like, like your old lady's pictures, right? Yeah. Um, not that you go through your old lady's likes or anything. But do you see any serial likers or niggas that probably shouldn't be liking the pictures? Me and my niggas refer to them as like Tysons. Uh, do you have any, uh, <laughs> any, any, any that needs to be a t-shirt. Do you feel any, do you, do you, do you see any like Tysons? It might not even be likes, it could be. No, 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 absolutely likes. Uh, and I know you feel my pain on this. We've had this conversation off the air about similar pictures on, on your end. Uh, right. Not not your pictures, but whatever. Right. But right. Yeah, right. just, yeah, there are repeat offenders. And it's like, hey, my man, you're my man. She, she, she got it on the last like, my dude. 
so you do, so you do recognize some some like Tyson. Okay. Yeah, I saw no. the I, and I'm, I'm in the locker up in, uh, the, in the house, so I was like, is that from Like Tyson? I was like, wonder where that came from. That makes. But what's makes, uh makes what's higher than Like Tyson? Is it like Buster Douglas or something? Because I know this dude, man. He's going <laughs> Hey, 5,000. Hey, you're on fire tonight. Listen. Buster Douglas is definitely a step up from Mike Tyson. Also a fight. This chick posted a picture, and it was something like, for purposes of this discussion, let's say she was in a bikini. I don't know what she had on, but the caption was something to the effect of, like, my husband has a very nice view. Buster Douglas came in and was like, yep, he absolutely does. Like, what? Right, right, right. But the crazy, the crazy, <laughs> the, the, the most fucked up thing about it is none of this is for the husband. The husband is an innocent bystander in all of this shit. You definitely uh, catching strays. The, the algorithm, the algorithm, the husband doesn't even come in until like at least like see it two one, days later. 150. Like, oh shit, when did this happen? I blame no. my husband for this. Like, no, 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 man, no, don't blame me for none of this. <laughs> <laughs> my husband has a good view. Motherfucker, you didn't you think that was going to cause no, right. no yeah. issue. You thought that was going to be a zero issue comment. That was right. Dude, right. Dude, any, I mean, he don't care. Like, he don't care who posted it. It could be somebody, auntie, like, look at my beautiful niece, and he going to say something crazy. Like, yeah. that shit is common. He'd be hey, wild. He he's not he like the booty eater in the comments, is he? The one be like, I, I I eat your ass on a piece of toast. He's one he's one step shy at. <laughs> he's he's, he's a nigga that comment who puts comments on porn. Like he's a porn comment. Hey boy, them are the worst. Anybody have her name? Those niggas are sociopaths. I'm fine. I'm fine with. I'm not fine, but but niggas like anybody have her name? But niggas like. Oh, he's not giving her enough dick. It's like, nigga, <laughs> who are you writing this for? Yeah. No, it should be like, like overtly racist. Like, man, I love the blacks. I'm like, nah, dog. Now I gotta put my pants back up. Like, it should be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it for you. Like, I'm like, I'm like, uh, it's always somebody that posts that one arbitrary comment. Let me tell you, if you jack off by pulling your her. pants down, he's <laughs> <laughs> a sick nigga. Wait, what? What are you like, doing? No, I'm saying like. You, now you gotta explain. Like, now you gotta explain. I mean, no, no, they're not. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if I'm gonna beat my shit, it's gonna. It's like fully undressed. Gonna have a pantaloons. Like it's not like. <laughs> I'm out and about. I'm like, oh, I can't wait till I get home to beat this dick. Like, <laughs> like pre shower. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm getting up for the morning or, or saying good night. Like nigga, this is not like. <laughs> But I forgot you jacked off at work. Soon as I get right. home, right, I, I, gotta home these, I gotta pull these pants back up. Stuck in this traffic coming from Dallas, might as well. Might as well. Yeah, nobody let you over. <laughs> but no, you do have pants on during the midday, Jack. Like you have to like. Oh, thanks, thanks, thanks for. Coming back around, right? No, I just wanted to be clear. I don't want there to be ambiguity where, like, man, this nigga weird. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to fix that shit real quick. But then, do you, so do you, you go, to, do you go through the, the fly or do you go over top? You, you got it. Well, you? we're all working from home for the most part. Like, how do you 
clear your mind and get back into the, the fray. I try to go before I even get to the fray. You gotta, like, the get fray that usually cracks for me around eleven thirty, like every day for work though. So I have to like clear my mind and get back to it. All right, I so need giving us a time of when you need no, to dig. You need to be clear before you get to that point. Time you, gotta, you gotta have your cup of coffee. You, yeah. And then once the shit starts brewing, when you drink your coffee, you gotta get rid of the shit. Then you can like take your shower. You know what I'm saying? Then you can go ahead, rub one out. Now you're ready to face the world. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you put a shower between your shit and your jack. Because I was like, <laughs> you take your shit, beat your dick. And I'm like, nah. No, 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 no. There, there's there's right. a shower, shower in between. I didn't know this nigga 5,000 was Muslim. This nigga just played Pray to Allah. Dude. Shout out to the Muslims. <laughs> it's Ramadan. Shout out to y'all. What's going on with 5,000? Alhamdulillah. Yeah, I got a question for Jago. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing trivia probably about a month. You had some tips and tricks, like we we knocking on the top four. Like we almost in the gift card zone. Okay. Came in fifth this last week. So, so you got to know your. Is it a, the same person doing trivia out there? Like, is the the trivia MC the same? It has been for a few weeks. Like, when I first started, I feel like it was just one lady, like, twice, and then it's been this other dude, like, three or four times consecutively. I don't know if they rotate around or if the lady was filling in. I Like, I don't know all the specifics of it. But it's, for the last, like, three or four weeks, it's been the same dude. So, with, with my trivia person, right, it's the same dude. So, I know some shit that he's into, right, which is, like, New Orleans high school shit, so nobody on my team is from New Orleans, so we kind of got to be like, uh, you know, try to brush up on a little bit. Sometimes he'll, he'll give, like, online, if you follow the motherfucker, he'll be like, one free answer. Yeah, get, the free answer. get the free answer. And if sometimes he'll do, he'll let us know what the theme is for the, for the week, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But besides that, can you, how many people on your team very so Monday it was five anywhere between oh. like four and six or seven and best thing to do is just have like a diverse team like one of the niggas on my team don't know shit about uh current events or any music past 1990 you know what I'm saying so that's why I come into play you know what I'm saying but like anything de- dealing with like the body that nigga cold you know what I'm saying so yeah. if you can I don't know. Recruit a motherfucker. Uh, you know, uh, about you know sports clearly because you're you know what I'm saying the sports guy on the podcast. Yeah. Just just kind of see. You know what I'm saying? Like where y'all if you need a, a fucking arts and you know what I'm we saying? need like an American history person, um, or I should say world history because we'll be knowing something about it, but we don't know. Like the final question was name the four dictators in o- in order. From oldest to youngest at the time of their death. Hey boy, fuck, <laughs> fuck whatever you uh, doing. Trivia. Exactly. It's always that wrinkle in the question. That ain't true, yeah. nigga. That's a fucking everybody, final exam. Everybody got it wrong. It's a test, it's a test question. <laughs> do they, do, like, they do a point thing at the end, like how many points are you betting? Like give you like Jeopardy. Yeah, on, the, on the last question, you can bet up to 15. 
Do you lose the points that you bet? Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you have a strategy with that? We other? had because before we were we were so much lower. We went fifteen pretty much every week. This week we only went seven. If we had gone three, we would have been straight. But we felt confident with our answer. Right. So you get to see the question before you say how many points you're gonna bet. Uh, I think so. Damn, we thirty minutes in podcast. I'm good. All right, we'll talk offline because all right, this nigga would raise his hand. I mean, that's that's not what y'all want me to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to produce nobody, it, so don't try to do. Nobody criticizing me. Like, don't bring this shit up, nigga. Just wrap that shit up. <laughs> what about you, chef? Oh Not shit! Much, now man. we still got been chilling. Been good. I've been good. I've been chilling. Kicked it with Peasy and um, Pretty Steve last weekend. That was great. You know what I'm saying for the people that don't know, there there are frat brothers, friends of the show. Uh, yeah, Peasy was in town for for um the, the, the parks, so you know. Up that nigga went to I, went I, in the parks. I live in Orlando, so it's Disney and Universal oh, okay. Studios. I guess. <clears throat> so, um, went out that night. You can always tell when niggas don't go out because <laughs> the niggas had the time of their lives. And I was just like, man, shit feel kind of cool. It's cool, but it's kind of mid. But they, they seem to really enjoy themselves, which is really all that matters. Can I ask a question uh, about mid? Right? Yeah. When did mid become bad? Right, because because there used to be Reggie, right, and then Reggie, yeah. and then Mid was after Reggie, and you was all right if right. you were smoking Mid, but let's not smoke Reggie. When did Mid become the bottom shelf? It's like, oh, that's some Mid. Because I don't, don't want to smoke Dro on Wednesday. Though, I still, when the rapper weed came out. And they I mean, about but gas you, and all of that. Yeah, when they had that, like had Mid, the, like poor as fuck. But it was it was one dude. Um, he he know around town in Jacksonville. He's like, that's all he smokes is Reggie. And I agree with him because motherfuckers be putting dubs on that shit. Which is, yeah, I, mean, I, I can wait till the drug episode, but that's why I don't really be fucking But a true connoisseur of anything knows how to, ins- how to, what is it, ingest in variety. You know what I'm saying? A true connoisseur of alcohol, unless you're J. Joe, who's a connoisseur of alcohol, but prefers probably one beverage over any. All of them. No, don't do me. Don't do. Don't what? do it like you, that. I drink everything. You, but you're bothered by 85 percent Hennessy. You really like Hennessy? I do. I really like Hennessy and Crown, but I drink, nigga. No, I, I'm trying I, to give I'm, you props. I'm, I'm just saying, but you're that, strong. I, you're strong cognac. That's you're just strong cognac. I, I, I am, but don't put me in this because I also drink bourbon. I I'm drink not saying you don't. I'm not saying you don't. I, I'm not, but I'm still the one. So, but the. The thing respect, is, I'm respect my truth. Okay, all right. So in, I respect the in any the way, you have to be able. If you're a true connoisseur of smoking or drinking or whatever, you have to be able to appreciate the Jack and Coke as much as you appreciate the Aperol Spritz, and then back to the old fashioned. Like you, like that's what a true connoisseur is. You can't be a connoisseur right. and you just do one thing. All I smoke is gas, nigga. That's like saying all I smoke is crack. But you know that. There's no variety to that. It's not the spice of life. What is it, J. Doe? The variety, but, but variety that's the of the spice of life? Like, it's, it's a dollar amount attached to it. Just like it it's is. a negative connotation to somebody drinking a Hennessy versus somebody drinking a slit smoke. But here's the thing, though. When I say mid, I still mean middle of the road. Like, I don't mean, like, bottom of the shelf. <laughs> no, like, it, it was, no, it was the night was mid as in terms of it was like, it was cool, but it wasn't like... But it wasn't a. That's what I'm saying. But you're using mid in a negative connotation. 
I mean, they were. They, and, they, and I hope I hope they listen to the podcast, but I hope they don't listen to this because both of them niggas, I think I saw posted like, "I love the brothers." You know what I'm saying? Like, right. yeah, had we had a great time. No, no, we had no, a great time. Like, you can tell like, when you hang with niggas that don't do real shit. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that. I said I, I could tell. You no, know, there's a very marketed difference between niggas that don't do shit versus niggas that don't do, get to go out that much. Okay, that's better. <laughs> it's a big, but, that's what I, I said. mean, but I, I, so, I, it kind of goes into our, our next conversation a little bit, though. But it's like, does the night need to be like special and have the money associated with it in order for it to be a great night? Like sometimes no, just it, it going doesn't. out, like the best times that I have is when I'm like going to Jacksonville, like going to kick it with like the Duval brothers, and we going to hit like a juke joint. Jack boys. No, like a juke joint. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we about to go drink. I, I forgot what the place that um, uh, the five stacks to the With the blue gyms, right? Like gyms, that shit was like a gyms, that, shit, gyms, that shit was like a juke joint. Like I had a great time there. You don't need the night to be gas in order to have right. fucking fun. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't know where we got to the point where it needs to be gas in order to get high. Like nigga, Reggie will get you high. It will. So you make, I promise you. Made a good point. Just smoke more blunts. But I will say the place that we went to, at, like we went to the cigar spot, which is a staple for anyone who comes to town. That's where we go. The and one where Cuz put his hand on the fire and put us out that time. Yeah, that's his. Oh, yeah, 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 that's his. Exactly, that's exactly exactly he got, but he got fired. I tried to number on the receipt. Yeah. No, no, he got fired though. Hmm. Um, he don't work oh, there no more. I make, I make a complaint. You call but, corporate. Um, what happened? You called corporate? Yeah. I didn't call corporate. I called the owner. Like, they know me there. So I just went to the owner. I was like, this dude put his hand on his pistol like he wanted to shoot us. And he, he, I never saw him again. Nigga called the owner said, this, oh, is, this is great. Well, all y'all niggas at that bachelor party in whatever 45 minutes outside of Orlando when the nigga had the gun, we had the fire on him. And a, I wasn't there. Uh-oh. Never mind. I feel like five thousand was there. I might have been. Was that the one? Hold um, on, I don't. Right, I don't want to get too. I'm about to say because <laughs> we, we gonna bring up side stories that may not be applicable and give up confidence. Right. In the I mean, I, <laughs> it, it's one. It's one. Uh, and then, then we saw. Then we saw the nigga at the wedding. <laughs> Wait, oh, the nigga that, that had so that pulled out the pistols at the wedding? Huh? Oh yeah, that nigga was a pistol out. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that we saw Buddy at the wedding. Oh no, no buddy no. was there. <laughs> With the fire. <laughs> Good thing he didn't probably see me neither. Yeah. Go ahead. We'll talk about that on another podcast. We That's already... a hell of a name. Somebody should name what a child that. With the fire? With the fire, With the fire weathering too? Wait a minute. You might be able to make that <laughs> work. Uh, but the only issue I have that night is I, I, I need to file another complaint. I'm gonna call this place out. We went to Ember afterwards, and Ember gives you fake um, liquor. You know how they have the bottles, and they open the bottles and put the cheap shit in there. Right. They clearly did that because I had two drinks. I probably had the worst headache I've had in the last in the past five years. You're not a connoisseur of beverage, clearly. I am a connoisseur of no. beverage. That wasn't no real crown liquor. Don't give me headaches. It wouldn't have took. It wouldn't have taken you two drinks to realize that this ain't crown. First sip, this ain't crown, bro. Unless no, I mean, was already try, to the point where I was already—we had already been drinking before we yeah. got there. Yeah, you don't even yeah. taste it; just like liquid. Yeah. I'm gonna let five stacks save you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I was already like three drinks in from the cigar place, but that was like good no liquor. Excuse, bro. And then I go there. No excuse, great. bro. No excuse. No. 
I felt like it was a valid excuse. We played by golf rules. Golf rules. Three bad swings, you're out of here, nigga. Rap. Not a connoisseur, bro. All right. Clean up. That's Go fine. Home. Well, Clean speaking up. Speaking of niggas, Go need home. to be out of there. What a minute in. Channing Crowder. Channing Crowder is a former Miami Dolphin. We led with that. We're not going to say University of Florida. Nope. Nothing. No. I, 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 was, I was making a point. Okay. Yeah. Former Miami Dolphin. Linebacker. He's <laughs> on a podcast called Pivot. There are no other podcasts. But if there was, he'd be on one called Pivot. So they had a conversation recently about uh, <laughs> no reason about Russell Wilson. Uh, what could you pull up that beautiful bean footage? Yeah. And Russell had that brass angle. Oh, no, that didn't work. <laughs> Russell Square. Russell Square. Russell Square. Russell Square. Sierra had a she she has a good situation, but you don't leave future and get with Russell Wilson. The, the, the thing is, I think that's what you don't leave future and get with Russell Wilson. It's a type. Everybody got a type. Yeah, that's true. Everybody has a type. You gonna leave future and get with Russell See, Wilson? A, when you he's so goddamn square, and I love him on the field. Yeah, he's yeah. a square. Channy. He's a fucking square. Channy, you go from this level of toxicity. You just want something stable. You want the guy that was sitting with that girl with that big old mouth at the draft that was laughing, and you knew she deserved to be with him. Goofball? Yeah, you, you want that you guy. You want to get with you, goofballs. No. All right. So, real quick, it was um, a piece that I forgot about because all the hoopla. I feel like Ryan Clark shit was more out of bounds. <clears throat> Like, we're talking about the girl with the big-ass mouth, whatever. Like, remember when Russell Wilson got drafted? It was his girlfriend at the time, and she had, like, this big, toothy-ass smile. Like, she just caught a stray. She looks stupid. <laughs> she, she looks stupid. <laughs> I thought I was... Yeah. So, let me, I, I'll start off, right? So, so many, so many things to unpack. So little time. Um, first of all, that nigga sounded like he had a crush on Future. Like, that nigga kept saying, you don't leave future. Future? Like, nigga, like, relax. <clears throat> All right. Future's a man. You like his music. Whatever the fuck. This nigga, you have a crush on this nigga. Um, but it just goes to show you, like, how some people think when it comes to, like, people in relationships, right? Um, I think we... Not we all. A lot of people judge people on who they date, which is so weird, right? Uh, I think it's Chris Rock who has a joke saying that, like, uh, who if a nigga's dating a bad chick, niggas, like, respect that nigga. Just off rip, right? One of those, like, uh, nigga, how you doing? And then a nigga see, see his girl, but, oh, nigga, you doing straight. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of everything else. You know what I'm saying? But with this whole Russell Wilson Sierra thing, man, <clears throat> I I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like people date who they like. You know what I'm saying? And if you dated some motherfucker who did you wrong, you date a motherfucker who did you right. Why wouldn't you prefer the motherfucker who did you right? And this whole like Russell Wilson is a lame. I don't get that either, right? This nigga is. A multi-millionaire. This nigga is talented as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, the nigga's 
been one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. I think it's been one of the best football players since fucking probably elementary school. Like, the nigga is talented. So who doesn't think talent is attractive and who doesn't think money is fucking attractive? So all these niggas who are like, I can't believe that Sierra could give it Russell Wilson. Like, what the fuck? She only with that nigga for his money. And if she was, and even if it was just for his money, who gives a fuck, nigga? Like, at the end of the day, fuck, money is attractive. I don't give, like, a motherfucker who can take care of you and you don't have to fucking work, you don't think that's attractive? I think that people, um, I don't know, it, not not say people, when niggas start with this, like, line of, like, thought and rationale, I just, <coughs> I don't know, I just don't get it, man. Um, I think, I think it's really, I think it's really weird. Um, right. One, on a micro level, of course, it's like future versus Russell Wilson. And first off, it shouldn't even be a comparison, right? Like, Russell Wilson hasn't done anything fucking wrong. Like, the motherfucker's record is spotless. He's a millionaire, clean cut relative guy, loves Jesus, like, to the next level, like, has never cheated on a woman that we know about. But he's still being compared to Future, right? It's like this is everything that, future, that Russell Wilson is. Now let's compare him to Future. It shouldn't be a comparison, but it is a comparison because in our community, you have a choice, right? We have these boxes that we put people in. You got Future. Future is he's like the seventies pusher. You know what I'm saying? He's the that version today. You know what I'm saying? But he's still an option. Like yeah, he may cheat on you, but he's that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like he's. He's the toxic masculinity version of what women like. And if you look at the numbers, more women are going to like Future than they are Russell Wilson. Despite whatever propaganda is out there, whatever the Instagram meme says, whatever your old lady tells you when y'all laying in the bed at night, none of that shit fucking matters. 75% of the time, a woman's going to choose Future over Russell Wilson. But we explode that out, right? And it's like, we get into the whole, why do black women want to be with white women type of conversation. Right, and I don't want to piss nobody off. I don't. Why black women want to be with white women? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why do black men want to be with white women? Right. I think we start to get into that conversation, and I'm not condoning. I'm not saying go get with white women. I'm not saying that's what black men should do. But it's like in this situation, people are not allowed to be themselves. Right. A man needs to go and be like one specific archetype, and that's. Future. That's what you need to be, and everything falls under that. Just be a less promiscuous version of future, right? Like, that's what the goal is. That's what the, the zenith of masculinity in our community is, right? Fuck being yourself. Don't be goofy, because, because the April Jones and Tay Diggs conversation is the same, right? Don't be yourself. Hold on, what's the April Jones and Tay Diggs? Because April Jones is... Uh, Omarion's former old lady, right? She's like half Native American or whatever. She's a very attractive woman. And she's mm-hmm. with Tay Diggs, who historically likes white women, but is also goofy and like is himself, right? And he's somewhat of a square, also thought of as a sellout. And they're like, why does she like him? Really? Yeah. Like, uh, everybody's. I, I didn't know he liked white women, so that's what's up. Right, but they're together now, and they're like, they're right. they're actively on Instagram. They're right. like, no, they no. do that, that, that. dance routines, the whole nine. Right. But everybody's like, why? What does she see in him? You know what I'm saying? It's like, 
what does it matter what she sees in him? If she likes him for who he is, that's all that matters. But black America, African-American community has this fixation with you need to be like this in order for a woman of this ilk to be attracted to you. You know what I'm saying? And that's toxic. That Real quick, what has Future done besides rap and get women pregnant? Like when, when he's when, like, but from, but from J. Joe, I don't. I, we can we can never admit it. We can never admit it. We can never put it on wax. And we can never put it on paper. But the toxic shit that Future does is the same shit that make people attracted to him. Nobody's ever going to admit that shit. But so, that, but that's what I'm saying. I've seen I've seen a nigga read a defense like uh, like if we want to get into like man shit <laughs> like I've seen this nigga duck full. 300 pound niggas running full speed at him, nigga, and throw a, a football 63 yards downfield. But, alright. That's what I'm saying. Like, this, this nigga, this, this nigga, Future is a musician. You know what I'm saying? This other nigga, like, nigga goes to war every Sunday. You know what I'm saying? That's so not. it's, it's crazy when they, yeah. When they say, ain't it. and again, it ain't, it, I guess it's not a masculinity, it's like a cool thing. Like, oh, this nigga's cool. You know what I'm saying? This nigga got But what is cool, what right? But, but, but the thing about it is you can slap whatever label on it that you want. But cool is kind of pointing at toxicity. Right. Like, yeah, like you, cool is toxic. Back in the day, cool was being a pimp. Pimps are like some of the worst people worst in the... Worst. In the criminal ladder, they cool as fuck. A pimp, a pimp is probably the coolest nigga you will ever meet. But he's probably also the most despicable person you will ever meet. But somehow, toxicity and cool are linked. And numbers based on a Washington Post poll, about 75% of the women are going to go with the toxicity. I'm sorry, the cool over to Russell Wilson. Because in our community, in our community, it does not pay one to be a square or B to be yourself. And like I said, I'm going to go to the white woman. I do not have a white woman. I'm not chasing white woman. I'm not infatuated with white women. But in other communities, and I'm not even going to say white, white, Asian, or whatever, they don't put as much of a priority on being an archetype. It's be, you are who the fuck you are. You wear whatever sandals that you fucking wear, if they're thong sandals, whatever the fuck it is, it's fine. And they may get with you for your, because you're rich, even in that community. But at least you could be whoever the fuck it is that you want to be. Like, fuck it. I play. I want to learn to play guitar. And my white woman, she loves the fuck the way that I play the guitar. My Asian woman, she's fine that I want to play the ukulele. They're accepting of you being an individual. Our community has somewhat has a problem with that. It's like, damn, nigga, like, you 30 years old. You play video games? Like, bitch, I like to play video games. Let me play the fucking game. Let me play the fucking guitar. We have a problem with that, and I, think, and I think this is a—I think this is kind of a, a reflection of that issue that we have on our community. It's like almost so, like we have to be the way we were in high school to a degree. Because I can't remember the last time I tried to be cool. I think it was—I think it was high school. It didn't go well. You don't even try. <laughs> huh? You don't even try. Not anymore. Like, I mean, that shit was dead after high school. After high school, I was like, I'm just going to be myself um, and be comfortable in my own skin. But that that died in high school because I was realizing, like, I was like, I'm not cool. Like, and me pretending to be a cool nigga is not going to help me. Like, it, it, it may, I failed several times in 
several embarrassing different types of situations. So I, I respect Russell Wilson for trying to be himself. And I think what was being manifested most of the time, because I've seen this before with me, niggas do not be comfortable with niggas who are comfortable with themselves. At all. At all. I hate that shit. Niggas do not fuck with authenticity at all. They want it. Nigga told, they they want it. authenticity, but they don't fuck with it. I, I I think niggas, and I think they don't fuck with it because they have worked so hard to be this type of nigga that they think that women like. So when the nigga who likes video games or likes fucking to collect Pokemon, whatever the fuck, gets the bad chick, they feel away because like, nigga, I've been not myself for this long. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this thing has just been itself fucking collecting Pokemon and gets the bad chick when I had to pretend like I don't like fucking Pokemon this whole time. Like, it's it's way too much. And I saw, uh, I can't remember who, who tweeted it out. Like, nigga was like, I've never seen Russell Wilson hate on a nigga ever. Ever. All that nigga does all that nigga does is mind his fucking business and like do him. And But you get all these other niggas who's like, oh nigga, I only reason why Sierra with this nigga is cause he got money. Like bitches don't fuck with square niggas unless they got money. And like I said, if that was the case, who gives a fuck? Because again, we all have our fucking shallow shit that we yeah. that we fuck with. You know what I'm saying? That's like saying like, oh nigga, she ugly in the face, but that nigga only fuck with her because she got a bo- big booty. Yeah, and <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like, people like what they like. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has their fucking Libra scale. Like, nigga, okay, pro, I'll do this. I won't do this. And if it makes one person happy, who gives a fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, and again, this nigga, apparently, so what they asked, <laughs> what they asked this nigga, like, like, what type of kinky shit she be doing in the bedroom? I don't even think they asked. What thing to make a volunteer? This nigga, like, this nigga was like, oh, nigga, I be chilling outside like a kitty cat. And nigga was like, what the fuck? Like, right. yeah, my old lady, she act like she's the old woman who loves cats. Then nigga, I just come in at bitch. Out of all the fucking animals, you a kitty cat? You know and what I mean? Right. Then he tried to clean it up. <clears throat> Talking about when he started dropping dick. Like now, you just called yourself like a kid. You can't clean it up right. and come back hard like yo. When I start dropping that dick off, like the nigga, the nigga didn't say a lion, bitch, a tiger, and that nigga was like, nigga, I'm a kitty. I, well, let's I'm not l- 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 let's not kink shame. We're not gonna kink shame. Uh, you do it, yeah, but I'm saying, I mean, like, you can't he could be a pit like bull, and she likes to adopt stray dogs. Like, it don't matter. Whatever, whatever hits you off, right? I don't give a fuck. We we don't kink shame. The nigga can be a kitty cat. I'm just saying that. You can't be the pot calling the kettle black. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. all I'm saying. Like, the, he, the, so, he, I feel like he didn't know how to accurately articulate himself. Because what he was basically trying to say, based on the comparisons he made, was like, Russell Wilson isn't edgy enough. And I think, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily fair for him to say, but that's a a fair criticism in general, not necessarily Russell Wilson, because I don't know Russell Wilson. Like, Russell Wilson might portray this 
image on the field, clean cut, all American quarterback, and be wild as fuck at the house or whatever. I don't know him, but like future, he has more of an edge. You know, I'm I'm on lean, I'm on perks, I'm on whatever. I'm just partying, I'm kicking it, I'm a playboy, whatever. So, uh, a lot of people do find attraction in the edginess. Shit, I've been accused of not being edgy enough myself. Like, it happens. But, to J. Joe's point, I would rather just be who I am. You know what you're getting up front. And then, if you choose to move forward from there, then you already know what time it is. I'm not about to put up this facade and walk around like, whatever to try to impress somebody because I'm not, that's not who I am. But you're right? also in the minority. I, I think everybody in this podcast is on the minority, in the minority though. Five stacks. Yeah. We, 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 we see, when we in whatever spot that we're in, we'll see 30 niggas all walk in and they're all the same nigga. Like, they all got the A6 or the A8, the same fucking coat, like whatever the fuck, like it's like there's a manual. And these niggas all look the fucking same and all walk. When I see a nigga with an A6 or an A8, uh, my fucking radar, my, my antenna go up like, this this nigga right here is reading the manual. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, they all are the same cookie cutter nigga because like we've already said, they think that's what chick like. And it's like, we lose individuality. And I think that's very unique to our community as opposed to other communities. Or, go ahead. or, or they'll say, Oh, and the chick dialed me out, or whatever the case might be. But dude, you lay with money. You pulled up in your A eight, talking about how much money you make and what kind of clearances you got and what kind of house you live in. Now that I mean, that, maybe yeah, she but, didn't like you, but like, mm, I mean, you do have an A eight, and he make one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. I could probably fuck with him a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, I mean, it's multiple layers to like uncover, but. Once you get to a certain age and all of that, you kind of like, okay, maybe this is a little bit too ambitious or whatever. And if you have some other goals that you're trying to achieve, then you will take a step back on certain stuff, potentially. I mean, I don't know. It's it's on a case-by-case basis. But that, I feel like that's what he was trying to say. He's just like, you don't go from, hypothetically speaking, like in future, he sells drugs and does drugs and rough and tough and this and that, to... Russell Wilson buttoned up every Sunday, goes and, uh, you know, plays the game and starts all his interviews with, I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He just saying that that's a big gap, but he started standing a little bit. And what it really could be, people like, oh, he probably got a crush on future, whatever. No, he probably got a crush on um, Sierra. That's probably what it is. I'm like, damn, this motherfucker got with Sierra. You know what I'm saying? And it's probably just hate. But but you're pulling a good thread though, five stacks, because it's like women do that all the time. Though. Women women will fuck with both sides of the spectrum. Like a woman will go from a drug dealer to a pastor, and it's like, and, and at the drop of a fucking dime, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> whoa, how do we get here? No, nigga, I mean we've we've been there with um literally with Megan Good. Yeah, she oh shit, yeah, absolutely. She's going back to the futures of the world, but that's fine. My thing is. Like, is Sierra didn't necessarily like make some sort of evolution. I guess you could say she did. Cause all these women, like, what was her prayer? Like, she just got with a nigga she liked. I think they tried to make some shit that's not complicated, very, very complicated and deep. It's not deep. The right. Nigga liked her and she liked the nigga, 
Yeah, yeah, he happened to be who he was. At, at that point in her life, right? Because she yeah. dated Bow Wow at one point in her life. Yeah. She dated 50 Cent at one point in her life. She dated Future at one point in her life. And at this point in her life, she wants a nigga like Russell Wilson. You know yeah, what I'm maybe she's like, like, I'm tired of rappers. I'm tired of industry guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could be some overlap behind taste, the scenes that we don't taste, even know about. Taste so, can change and what you deem important can change, right? So, like, if you were in your 20s, you'd be like, nigga, I just want me a, 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 a bad bitch. It's part, you know what? Let, let's take me for example, right? I think that a lot of niggas, when they were, like, in the younger years, it's like, nigga, like, oh, uh, you know, you worried about body count, right? Like, in your 20s, some niggas are like, uh, you know, like, how many niggas you don't fuck with, or blah, 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 blah. As you get to your 30s or your 40s, that starts to matter a lot less, right? <laughs> a lot, a lot, lot less. matter at all. Right, right. At this point, it's like, nigga, I like my chicken, my chicken season, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, fuck. I like my thighs and feet with some flavor. Like, but that's, again, that's me. But that's me in my 40s, you know what I'm saying? And so it's just one of those things, it's like, you can't, like, what you like in a partner can change. You know what I'm saying? Because with every relationship you have, you find out more about what you like and what you dislike. You know what I'm saying? It's like with food. Like, oh, nigga, this shit way too creamy. This shit too buttered. It's too salt. Like, you start to... We, we can go with drinks again. We've been talking about fucking uh, cocktails. Like, I don't like... I don't I don't like too many bitters in my shit. I don't like my shit too sweet. I like You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you get to a... A literal sweet spot when you're like, okay, this is what I like in my cocktail. I don't want it too fruity. I don't want it too bitter. Like, nigga, like, if you can get me between right here and right here, nigga, I'm going to enjoy my cocktail. And that's the same with people. And that shit can change over time. Like, we were talking about earlier, nigga, I done drank, fuck, well, not on podcast, I done drank fucking Natty Ice out of nigga trunk from three weeks ago and that shit tastes like hot piss. You know, I don't never taste it. Natty Ice is actually not a bad beer as long as it's cold as fuck. That, right. That, that's what I said again. This is in the nigga's trunk that yeah. was like, oh, shit, nigga, you got some Natty Ice in here. It tastes like, I still drank it and I still enjoyed the effects, but nigga, you couldn't pay me to do that shit right First now. off, first off, and I applaud you, only a drinker drinker is going to drink a warm beer. You know what I'm saying? You got to be a drinker drinker to be like, that shit that come out of the fridge, I'm going to drink that bitch anyway. I applaud you, sir. But um, it's it's just it's just a and another thing that we do right and I take another personal experience is that we, motherfuckers get way too um, invested in other people's relationships right. I had one of my homeboys right, one of my close close homeboys. Uh, I think it was in my wedding. He hit me up uh, this weekend and was like, man. I just want to hit you up, man. It took me a long time to, like, just, like, talk to you or whatever. I'm like, man, what's up? What's going on? He was like, man, I, I didn't I didn't know the divorce was final, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, man, it's been final. You know, we, we, you know, you did the paperwork, blah, blah, blah. We cool, whatever. He's like, man, I just want to let you know, like, something about the separation, man, it, like, really fucked with me. Like, this nigga was, like, serious. I was like, well, talk to me. It's like, man, it's like, um, like, after I heard that y'all, like, separated, he's like, man, I wasn't sure, like, I ever wanted to get married. I'm like, damn. He's like, yeah, man. He was like, um, just because 
like I saw what y'all had and it didn't work out. I'm like, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I understand because like with, I got a lot of single home, but at the time I had a lot of single homeboys. So they looked at my relationship. I was like, you know, that's what I want. You know what I'm saying? Me and her are really good friends. We go out together. We do shit. We eat. We had a lot of shit in common. Um, so to a lot of people, we were goals, right? Um, Y'all were. To the point. Y'all were. Go ahead. They're right. So to the point that when it started to, when it was starting to crack uh, and I saw it going that way and I like, I, I like didn't tell the nigga, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I knew how emotionally invested he was in my relationship. So, man, we talked and like, I tried to tell him, I was like, you know, like, me and her are still cool. It wasn't no big thing, but, like, just time. You know what I'm saying? Time will do... Time can either make shit better, make shit worse. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, t- I told him, like, like when, let's say we just had a, like, a small infection that we didn't take care of. You know what I'm saying? You get some shit infected, it could be your fucking pinky finger. You don't take care of that shit at the, at the beginning. That shit can spread your hand your brain to your whole body you end up having to cut a limb off and i said and that's kind of where it, it got to and you know we talked about this on the divorce episode one day um but <laughs> i just you know i just let them know like like don't let what happened to me affect what might happen to you i said i would never i would never I, like i don't regret being married you know what i'm saying like being married was the best thing to make me into the, the man i am today you know what i'm saying and I was like, I'd get married again. It's, it, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things like I feel like you become your best man when you do it. So just talking to him and, you know, we had. But this is like one of my best friends. And this shit took this nigga like two years to talk to me about this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that's just it's just it's just crazy how. Um, well, one thing, just how men don't talk to each other the right way, but that's a whole other podcast. But just to just how like emotionally invested people get into like other people's relationships, and like everybody's relationships are so like fucking not fickle, but they can just change with just one or two little things. Or you're dancing on the fucking needle, man. Everybody's relationship is dancing right. on the head of a fucking needle, and it's like. Right. At any given time, and it'd be this motherfuckers thinking everybody always, and, and we talk about this all the time, right? Everybody always focuses on the dishes, like chores, you know, and cheating, right? They, they, that's always the shit. And I'm like, you've never been in a long term relationship before. Because this shit dances on the pin of a needle all the time. And that's not the shit that really sinks the ship. It's other little shit, like you said, those little infections, you know what I'm saying? That's the shit that like seeps in. It's money and you know uh, values and or somebody just become a new person. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I tell people all the time, what you do when a person wakes up on Wednesday and no longer is the person that they were on Tuesday? What the fuck do you do with that? And that shit happens. It has nothing. To, sometimes it has nothing to do with you. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't cheat on anybody. You didn't blow the fucking mortgage money. You didn't do any of that. She just woke up on a fucking Wednesday and was a new person. And that person is no longer compatible with you. And it's like, the fuck do you do? And that's marriage. 
you hoping you pray. <laughs> yeah. You hoping you pray. I, my pastor told me marriage is nothing but falling out of love and falling back in love with the same person that you married over and over and over again until you die. Right? But many times, half the time, by the marriage statistics of the, of the country, people change and they will not fall back in love with the new person that that person has become. And that's no fault. Like people look at marriage as this pass fail sort of thing. Like, damn, I got a divorce. Well, it was a fucked up situation. Doesn't mean it's a fucked up situation. It's just you guys are no longer who you were when you got together. And it just doesn't, it's not what it is anymore. You're, you're different people. And maybe you were future and now she needs a Russell Wilson. Or maybe you were Russell Wilson and now she needs a future. That's just what the fuck this shit is. But relationships are so complicated. It's so complicated. And that's when people like when as soon as as soon as I get into a conversation on Facebook and they start talking that dishes shit and work work share shit and cheating shit, I already know that you're full of shit because you've never been in a long term relationship enough to know what really sinks ships. It don't have nothing to do with the bullshit you're talking about. Mm. Mm. Pass that plate. Pass that plate. I got a question. Um. So going into like so we we talked about like the difficulty, the nuance, and all of the the details, like all the details that are involved in a relationship, just managing a relationship. Why do you think people get so invested in something that's so complex? Because they don't know it's complex. It's what he said is ignorance is bliss. Like you see two motherfuckers on Instagram and they in Greece and then they in Jamaica and they feeding each other strawberries and fucking. Uh, kiwis and you just don't know. I think that so when when married people hear somebody got a divorce they're never shocked and they always understand. It'd be single motherfuckers who don't yeah. understand divorce. Right. And I think that's just one of those things. Same thing with like with like people that don't have kids. It's, it's hard to talk to a motherfucker who's never parented about parenting you know what I'm saying? Like, you can kind of, like, like they said, like, you don't know love until you have a child. You know what I'm saying? And I don't have a child, so I can only imagine. Like I said, my dog died, nigga. I'm still not over that shit. I can only imagine if you lose a fucking child. You know what I'm saying? And, and again, and that's, that, that ignorance is bliss to me. Like, I don't have to worry about losing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can only, uh, like I said, somebody said, like, having a child is like watching your where heart or soul or whether leave every day and praying that the motherfucker come back. Y'all know the saying. I don't know if y'all know, but y'all should look it up. Anyway, but it's one, it's like losing your heart every day when they leave. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So, I think it's just one of those things. It's like people want what they don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like motherfuckers will look at a motherfucker on Instagram and be like, God damn, they got a great body. Or you know what I'm saying? Like, damn. Yeah, you know that motherfucker eating fucking unseasoned chicken and broccoli all day every day while you eating burrito fucking tacos. You know what I'm saying? While you sipping crown on a podcast. Like it's one of those things, you know. But it looked good. You know what I'm saying? Like, until you have to do this shit. Until you have to put in the fucking work. Yeah, and it's like, everybody who's married in a long-term relationship knows that their relationship isn't perfect. 
No, I, I, I never even thought my relationship was even close to like 70%. Like nobody, even, nobody has a high number on how sweet this shit is because you know, you somewhat know the holes in your relationship. You know the pitfalls, you know who holds the nukes and what the nukes are. And at any given time, it's Russia versus United States. Let me not start World War III. But you look at other relationships and it's like, they have a piece of their relationship that we don't have. You know what I'm saying? Like you're trying to, you're making a perfect relationship in your head. It's like, well, they're the cool, they're the cool husband and wife. You know what I'm saying? Like they're like best friends or whatever. It's like, I wish we had a piece of that. You know, it's not, let's do that. It's not, I want that, but it's like, it's like we should incorporate more of what they're doing into what we're doing because they have a level of fun and appreciation that we don't have. You know what I'm saying? That That's cool. That's hot. We both like that. And then when you see that divorce happen, it's like, damn. It's like, that was... It's like it's like your favorite. It's like one of your favorite shows going off the air. Right. Like damn. Like I liked that show. Like that was a good show. You know what I'm saying? It's sad to see that show go. Why did they cancel that fucking show? That was one of the best shows on TV. Right. Especially like when that. they especially when they canceled the show at its peak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Where you be like, what was that the Carmichael show? <laughs> they get like, oh nigga, that shit just started getting you know getting some fucking ground. Like yeah. It's one of those things, but yeah. you know what it made me think of. I mean, I, just to go back to where we were, it makes me. I was wondering why niggas hate on Russell Wilson so much and Satira so much. What you all said kind of put it together for me. Is it because niggas see the pieces in their relationship that they don't have or don't necessarily want to work on, and it breeds some level of insecurity? All of the above, they see a person in Russell Wilson who is authentic in himself. That it it it, it touches on a lot of insecurities. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm not even talking about black, like black, white, Asian, or whatever. I would say 75 percent of the people on this planet are insecure in who they are. They are not confident in just going out and being who the hell they are. And I'm not talking about just like. Regular. I'm talking about like, I'm a geek. I enjoy geek shit. This is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like ugly women or whatever it is. Like, whatever you into. Like, nobody's, most people will not stand on a mountain and be that. You know what I'm saying? Russell Wilson has done that. So there's already an insecurity there. And then you get to the actual relationship aspect of it. And it's like, they are openly affectionate. He is effusive in his praise for his woman. He basically begged her to have another baby for him. And ultimately, that's none of our fucking business. But that makes men uncomfortable because that is not something that we would naturally do. I would not do it. I would not get down on one knee and do a proposal to my wife to have another baby with me. That's not something that I would do. But I'm not offended by it. Well, there are people that are offended by that, right? So... Everything that Sierra and Russell do that are unorthodox, right, that are outside of the box, at least in our community, makes people uncomfortable. And the natural human response to discomfort is to ridicule. It's not to, I don't understand it, so let me leave this shit to fuck alone. It's, oh, that's bullshit. He over there fucking off, you know what I'm saying? 
And no matter how toxic that future is and how much he's on bullshit or how much you would not want your daughter to be with future, you have a higher level of comfort with the toxicity than you do with Russell Wilson and Sierra. So you will side with the toxicity. Because that shit easier. It's easier. <laughs> it's much easier. So yeah. it's like... I know McDonald's. I mean, I know this shit is bad for me, but I know what to get there. I know what to order off the menu. It's going to fuck up my shit, but hell, it's a large fry and two cheeseburgers. Let's run it. Right. And then when they when they open up a, a, a beet juice place, I don't know shit about beet juice. Right. I'm going to go in there and feel uncomfortable, even though it's better for you. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's but that's life, you know. I, I've seen some shit. It was like you know, like comfort will kill you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yep. so, like because that's all you've known. That doesn't mean that's the best shit for you. But that's the. But eventually, you hope people learn that. Well, so, 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 alright. So, I, I gotta stop on the learn. So, here's the problem. Women, men set the market, women drive the market. Men can't learn unless women teach them the lesson. So if women are not teaching the lesson that you should be who you are, you should be authentic, and that is going to promote the best relationship, men will never learn. No, that's way too hard. That's, 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 again... That's way too deep. People won't be themselves. That's just... You ask it... A woman's not going to ask a man to be themselves or accept a man to be themselves if they're not accepting of themselves. We have a whole fucking filter issue. A filter... It is a fucking issue. This (laughs) shit is worse than the fucking coronavirus. That women... Can't post shit that look like them, and and they pass that shit down. I seen a chick this week. She got a filter on. She done brought her her daughter in the fucking fake up. The daughter, baby. So now the, the little girl looks at herself in the filter, and now the, she's falling in love with how she looks at in the filter. So that shit is a cancer that's being spread. So being yourself is easy to say, harder right. to fucking do. Right, but. And we, but we just talked about this whole marriage thing and deterioration and shit that will ultimately sink a ship. You can only be in a relationship so long not being your authentic self. That's the fucking truth. No, no, you can. You can only. You know why you can only be in it for so long? Because eventually, you will either become unhappy or the other person will become unhappy. Yep. Because Absolutely. you're going to resent the other motherfucker because you're unhappy, right? Absolutely. And like. I, I got a homegirl who I talked to her about that shit. Like, she's a conformist in relationships, right? And everybody is to some certain point, but not enough where you should give up a piece of you. And especially coming out of a relationship, out of divorce, long-term relationship, um, you should have learned, like, conforming isn't going to make you happy. Right. Like, if you like a motherfucker to spit in your mouth, like a motherfucker to spit in your mouth. It is what it is. So... Say what you like. It's what you fucking like. It is what it is. So, like, a lot of people, they'll ask about previous relationships. Like, oh, yeah, my last boyfriend, my last girlfriend did X, Y, and Z. They cooked chicken. They did this, this, you know. And that's like, 
you don't like to make a nigga a plate. And every time you make a nigga a plate, you feel a fucking way, right? So you just should have started off with like, I don't make niggas plates. Yeah, just be done with it. Right. If that's what he expects, if that's not what you like to do, then that shit's not going to work. And fuck a love language. That's just fucking language, nigga. That's just communication. So, so many motherfuckers, and and I've noticed this more so from my single women homegirls. They'll try to be who they think niggas like. And niggas are trash. So they like trash shit. So they like all types of... I'm going to say niggas are trash. Let me take that back. Because we, we're going to talk about self-talk. Um, niggas are not trash. But we've been in such a, a misogynistic society and been brainwashed, patriarchy, all that shit, where on both sides, like we have to unlearn some shit. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day... It's all about what makes you happy and what makes me happy. And do those both, both of those happies, uh, can they come together as one and we be happy together? Because I don't want to do shit I don't want to do. I don't want you doing shit you don't want to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't can't let that shit bleed over neither. That's very important. Don't miss that part. Right. It's teed up for you, sir. Can't force your shit on somebody else. It's It's teed up for you, sir. You look like you were listening. You like you were listening to the podcast for a minute. I don't know. That. <laughs> no, no. I mean, supposed to listen. I'm trying. To... No, but sometimes you're like everybody on the podcast will just like eventually like listen to the podcast. Right, but you gotta, you, realize, you gotta, you gotta move the move yeah. the shit forward. You're like, <laughs> hey, Mike. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. For sure. I mean, the I thought happy to help. Was finishing up their thoughts. Right on. Well. um... My final thoughts on this before we go into this shit. I think Shane oh, Crowder said that shit to get ratings for the podcast because he says some weird shit every episode. That's his job. I hope he doesn't. Yeah, and that's his job. I mean, I think this week he said oh. he called he called Alex Crowder. Yeah, we guess yeah. a dime. Shannon was like that on the athlete too. I mean, so I mean, right. if, if you just look at it, look at our podcast and and, and juxt, juxt, JJ has taught me the word juxtapose. Juxtapose? No, I was about to go into juxtapose. I was just, I had another thought that I was mixing yeah, in there, goddamn. I know, I know what you were saying. So, the, you have you have different roles on the podcast. And we know, so Fred Taylor is very much five stacks. <laughs> no, he's like, because he play for the, he play for the yeah. No, because he's not about to say any inflammatory shit. He's 100% no. logic yeah, and what makes sense. Like, I don't give a fuck what y'all talking about, about ratings, about the show, or nothing like that. But let me tell you what the fuck I did last weekend over some fucking fish sandwiches. This is the way the shit is. And that's very much Fred. Fred definitely be tiptoeing. Fred is a man of very few words, but what he says is is poignant. This is how he feels. And then Channing goes to talk about acting like a cat. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, it's a show. You know what I'm saying? I get it. You know what I'm saying? I try to keep that in perspective. So who's Channing? I would probably I we 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 would be a mix of Channing depending on what we're talking about. I've been to France. Who's we? It J Joe and, <laughs> and and Wood. Okay. If there's something that's inflammatory, it's probably about to come from one of us. But 
if there's something that's weird, right, and awkward, it's coming from Chef. That's Chef. So Channing is probably a combination of all three three of us, us. depending on what the fuck he's talking about on any given week. This nigga goes a little bit too far. You said that Alex Rodriguez was fine this week and called him a dime. Just strange, but it's not a show about Channing. Let's just talk about the next topic. Let's go to. The next I was just talking about niggas wanting attention, um, and going into Paula Patton making some fried chicken. So we saw the post. Paula Patton, she was a big actress back in the 2010s, <laughs> and she made big. She's C list. She was she was B list. When she got with you, Robert think the whites though. She was black famous. She did like what two and a half movies. I'm about to or say she might have got a little bit more clout because remember, uh, Lil Wayne mentioned her in the song or some shit. Yeah, she just made it, but that, high that's, that's, that's it. dropping her even further down. Now she delisted. But I'm saying at least people. That's the only reason. That's the only reason I even know her name. Says Lil Wayne. That's the only reason. She was in. A, she was in that bad marriage movie. But anyway, go ahead. She was in the Denzel movie too, where the boat she blew up the in Denzel New Orleans. Movie. I, I was, what Denzel movie? The boat blew oh, up in New Orleans. Deja vu. Deja vu. Right, there it is. Right. You know when Denzel was making them bullshit movies in 2010s? That was, that was a good movie. Yeah, Denzel was trying to pay for I enjoyed it, though. It was a good movie. All right. But yeah, so she... I ain't seen Paula Patton since she divorced Robin Thicke, to be honest. I thought she was done. Like, I thought she was just going to be like a civilian, but she made a video. And I don't even have any context around that. I, unless she's trying to do a rebrand and be like a... What's it called? It? What's it called? Um, Steph Curry's wife. Or maybe. They like skin. What is a like, high so yellow light skin women trying um, to fry chicken? What, why is that a thing? I, I didn't want to say it. Because you know how everybody gets on me about shit with light skin women. But I didn't understand why that was happening anyway. But she she said she wanted to show her mother's so fried, dark skin chicken women fried chicken. It's Man. like... But, um, so brown skin and to dark skin women like to show that they are finer than light skin women. Like there's a I'm bad type of situation when it comes to brown and darker. And then light skin women like to prove that they're as better cook, better cooks or something. Like I'm I'm not just a pretty face. I I, I don't know what the fuck okay. you're saying. I, 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 so it's just weird. I, all right. I'm a, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm fuck with you because we, we, because Kim Kardashian also showed herself fried chicken. So really? cool. no, she used to have like soul food Sundays. She was like looking at fried fuck? chicken, and, and then she was like, "Here's not Tyler the Creator. What's another nigga name?" She had like a a table full of niggas. Five dollar signs. No, who's who's the Tiger? the nephew? Travis Barker. Who killed Travis Barker? Travis. Oh, Travis, oh, Travis Scott. Oh, Travis, Travis Scott. Scott. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we finally got that. It was like a table full of names. Like, tell these motherfuckers how my fried chicken tastes and my macaroni and cheese. You know what I'm saying? And they was like, oh, this shit is smoking. So, mm, I might fuck. This might have some some validity. But anyway, go ahead. So, so she made some fried chicken, um, or attempted <laughs> to, since yeah. she was using her mother's recipe. Few issues. Uh, she was seasoning the grease, which I've never seen. That's before. the issue. That's I the big she, issue. But she didn't season the chicken. But no, the big issue to me was the chicken wasn't done. Like, for the grease was too hot. That chicken wasn't done. There, 
I didn't see it all the way to the end, but I will say this. I remember once upon a time, like one of my high school classmates uh, went to UCF, went to visit, and this girl was like, she puts uh, an onion in the grease while the chicken frying or whatever, I guess, whatever. It, it was chicken that day, and it like supposedly gives it some flavor or something. So I feel like maybe people do this. Where she lost me at was with this weirdo-ass method she had. She didn't season both sides. Like, it probably wouldn't be my preferred method, but I feel like she could have made the shit work if she would have seasoned both sides. In, in, no, in no cooking culinary technique do we not include a binder to protein to apply seasoning. Whether, whether that's salmon with a little bit of olive oil, whether that's barbecue with mustard, whether that's fried chicken with buttermilk or egg wash, we do not apply seasoning directly to protein in hope of sticking. That doesn't steak. T- steak, steak it. Well, I I apply oil to steak, and steak also has prior prior to yeah. You do, you do oil. I put salt. I put a little bit of oil on both sides of the steak, then apply salt, pepper, garlic, and then okay. cook the steak. But steak also has the myoglobin that's going to come out as well. That's also going to help bind it. But have you okay. have you used black black garlic? I have not. Okay. It, do it, I, do I need to try that? Is that something I need to do? And it cuts a lot. You put it in the grease. Black garlic. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, it says nigga when you throw it in the grease. All right. Anyway, go ahead. No binder. I, I I rock with you. I was just yeah. I mean, I mean, from a technique standpoint, there were so many things that were wrong with this. I mean, at no point outside of her pulling out chicken and saying I'm going to fry chicken, were we impressed with the iterations of what the fuck she was going with. But I mean, I, I get. I mean, the larger question is, well, why did we outside of her trash? It was trash. Just anybody who has seen the video. Why Why did we need to do this? Why did this light, light-skinned, high-yellow woman need to come out and, like, she even, like, tried to pull a, a southern accent out of her back pocket and talk about her mother and this recipe. Why did she feel the need to do that? And why do other, like, okay, I'm, this is going back to my question. What, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have this issue if this was fucking just hilarious. Everybody knows who Justin Larry's is. Yeah, of course. Brown skin from Baltimore, right? With big lips. We would never say that Jess Hilarious looks like she knows how to fry chicken. Right. This is not a conversation with Jess Hilarious. But see, I think that's the issue though. I think that's the colorism issue, right? Because you say Jess Hilarious looks like she can fry chicken. So if you are a woman of fair skin, you automatically don't look like you fry chicken. Just like why big women with their little flippity flop under the the flippity flop <laughs> triceps look like they can make grease. Like, oh, that's, that's, that's so, like so, so, that so, 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 let me ask, see, so let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. No, I'm not about to ask you that. I'm asking you, so why? This is a woman thing. And we've all heard this. Oh, we've all heard this before. It's not that I can't cook, it's because I don't cook. And it's like, why does, why is it a woman thing where it's like, 
I have to be attached in some form or fashion to knowing how to cook to be an authentic woman, I would say. Like, whatever the fuck it is. It's like, Paula Patton doesn't need to know how to cook to still be Paula Patton. She's still bad without knowing how to cook fried chicken. But why does she need to to, to do that? Why does Kim Kardashian, in all of her glory, or whatever, I'm not, I, first of all, I'm not a Kim Kardashian fan. I don't even think she's that attractive. But in all of her glory for Kim Kardashian, why does she need to shuck and jive to say she knows how to make fried chicken? Why does it always come back to, I may be a bad bitch, but I still know how to cook fried chicken and do like baked lasagna? Like, why? What, what is that? What is that? It's the same thing as the future conversation where men is, are expected to have some level of toxicity while women are expected to be domestic to some degree. But we're at a time where all that shit is no longer necessary. Like, they're, they're archaic thoughts. Like, I mean, personally, I would, I think it's, I think it'd be, like, I don't need a woman to cook. I can cook pretty, I'm pretty decent in the kitchen, but it's cool. It's cool to see. <laughs> but the thing is, if you can't cook, that shit, that shit is, is infuriating. Especially if you're going to make somebody sick with them to cook chicken. But yeah, I think it's all, so two issues. We have colorism and uh, patriarch, patriarchy, I guess. Um, I think that's just it's one of those things that get passed down and it's not always passed down by men it's passed down by women you know what I'm saying like the the best way I think we talked about this on one path the, the, the fastest way to a man's heart is through his stomach x y and z blah 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 but this also comes from like the past you know what I'm saying like darker years so like I think every well, I know me, what me, Watson. I mean, me five thousand and Wood. I think we were the we cooked more in our household. I don't know about Chef the way you just said that. I thought you did too, but maybe just I, I, no, I do. Maybe forty percent. You cook more. Yeah. So like, right. So it's not one of those things that men are dependent on. You know what I'm saying? Or that any evolved man is going to look toward. You know, I mean, look for. You know what I'm saying? It's all, let me say it's always cool if a woman can cook. Like a nigga's never gonna turn down a, a good meal, right? Um, but I think it's just one of those things that, like, as a woman, you should be able to cook. You know what I'm saying? Just like as a man, you should be able to do some other things. Which it so so I'm actually I'm actually I agree with you 100 on that. A woman knowing how to cook is the chef's kiss. I'll say that. Like, you don't need it, right? But but you don't but, need but, it. You don't me, need it. Let me no. It's like when you buy a car and it's like y'all have these cars now where the the speed limit is on the windshield, like it's on the hood. Like when you yeah. see, like it's like a I, chef's kiss. It's like my, my speed limit is on the pad in yeah, the passenger seat. Mine too, but but I've driven a car with that. <laughs> Right, they're, like, they're, they're like no, but when you see that, you're like, I don't need this shit. Like, this shit was a great car without this shit. But it's a chef's kiss. It's like, I appreciate a car who has this now. And I don't know if that's what the fuck this shit is, because none of us need a woman who cooks. We all none cook. Of, none of us four niggas, right? And I think that we do this on the podcast, and I think uh, we should probably apologize for that, right? We aren't the average niggas. 
not to pat ourselves on the ass or nothing, you know what I'm saying, or pat each other on the ass. Um, but it's niggas out there who can't cook, right? Or have chosen not to learn how to cook because somebody told them that, oh, you need to get with a woman who can cook, you know what I'm saying? Like, you go do X, Y, and Z, you come home to a, a, a hot meal every day. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things. Like, we are evolved enough to be like, well, nigga, like, I need to know how to make a fucking breakfast if I need to. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and one of the group was like, yeah, I mean, that's all cool, but, like, some of y'all niggas can't, like, scramble an egg. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that sometimes we talk from a place of, like, evolution. Um, but, like, some some women get with niggas who really can't cook or who can't wash clothes or who can't. Yeah, I don't know, chowdery. Child, what I mean, I, goddamn, that's your fault. But, but again, that goes, <laughs> but, that goes to your previous fault, though, right? About, I mean, your previous point about you got to drive, you know, drive the energy, drive the. Price. But I, I feel like I feel like men are more aware of their faults, right? It's like I can't fight a nigga, but I can shoot straight. Like I can't, I can't fuck, but I can eat pussy, right? And it's like men are gonna men are going to supplement on where they're not proficient. But it's like Paula Patton, it's like you didn't need to do that. You went straight to cooking fried chicken based on your mother's recipe, which is trash. There's a level there's a level I don't understand that women I, I don't I don't think women understand that there's a level under cooking called warming shit up. And warming shit up is just as appreciated as cooking. Look here, you may not be able to mm. fucking cook, but bitch, there's a whole rotisserie chicken at the Walmart, at the Publix, at the motherfucking Wegmans, whatever grocery store is near you. Go put that shit with some fucking glory greens got, or whatever the fuck it is. They got they got sides you could just yeah, warm up. Some yellow rice, warm that shit up and bring that shit home. It's not it's not it's not the technique and the proficiency, it's the act of making sure that these motherfuckers is fed. That's the mission. That's the job. Full stop. And my thing is, don't go from zero to frying chicken. Yeah. Frying Let chicken me tell you something. It's not. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I, I don't fry chicken. That's not one of those things that I have tried to tackle yet. Uh, shout out to air fryers. I don't know if you can fry chicken air fryers. You I don't know. Wait, but do, you, can, do you not like fried chicken? Or you just have a fried I haven't tried my hand at it. Just like I can, I can, I do a lot of shit on the grill, but I've never tried my hand at ribs. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things I haven't tackled. Um, I have before green. <laughs> <laughs> right, but like I, I know my strength, my weaknesses. Not saying that's a weakness. It's just something that I've tried. But I also know that fried chicken just it is easy as seasoning the grease. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> And to some people, they might have learned from their mom, and they mom taught them the right way. My mom fried chicken too. It's just one of those things. I was like, well, you know, and I don't eat fried foods like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But one day I'll learn just because I need it's, it's, it's something to be in my utility belt. Like I want some fried chicken. Fuck it, I, I should be able to do it. But I wouldn't expect that from somebody. I don't expect shit from motherfuckers that I don't expect from myself. Yeah, I mean that's another. Hold another point. Well, 
Um, Godspeed to you, Paul Patton. I thought she didn't have a nigga, but she she in a relationship. I thought she was trying to pull somebody, but she trying to do something. She's fishing. She's fishing for attention. I think that was, and she got it. I mean, everybody's you talking about. Everybody talking about the fact that this woman can't cook chicken. Um, but at the end of the day, you look kind of goofy. Half, half of the people who are commenting about her not being able to fry chicken can also not fry chicken. So right. I I I, I will frying, admit, frying chicken is a hell of a skill. It is a skill, and I still have a master frying chicken. I don't I don't even know. I don't I don't know. Like right now, in my mind, so some people I would be like, oh yeah, let me call them fry some chicken. That is under the age of sixty. <laughs> it, it, it it there's a technique. The easiest shit to cook is always the shit that requires technique. Most ninety percent of motherfuckers think they know how to scramble eggs, and it's like. You got that wrong. You know what I'm saying? There's a technique to the simplest shit. Um, all right, so let's, let's like put the Hey, she comes first. Check it out. Audiobook or regular book. Wait, that's a book that teaches you how to eat pussy? Yeah, it's called She Comes First. It's a sex therapist that teaches the nuances of female anatomy and how to eat pussy. There was a video, like a reel floating around. I might have seen it. I don't know. But basically, it was like a little diagram of a vagina, and it was like, where's the click? And oh, yeah. they, I and saw like, that nigga did not Niggas know. had that shit they, they, all wrong. That is the click. Oh, totally wrong. <laughs> Brother, oh, that it has to get Right. 90s porn was very graphic with the pussy. Like, they was like, this is how you do it, young man. So I don't understand what's up with niggas. Nineties porn had a lot of hair around it. So yeah, you weren't seeing shit. <laughs> no, nah, but they they did the close up though, and the fact that they did have hair almost made you more involved in trying to look at the cursory details. Like niggas, I was like, okay, what? Niggas what licking like, carpet in the nineties. That's what it looked like. Speaking of carpet, the red carpet was full of stars at the uh, 2022 Grammys. It's kind of nasty. I, I, I mean, we went from pussy carpet to red carpet, and I thought about red, yeah, red carpet. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's dark. It was. We're on our way to a two-hour episode, by the way. That's cool. I'm expecting <laughs> not cool. Not cool at all. Not cool at all. You know how I feel about two-hour episodes. Can we skip right to what the fuck is John Baptiste? Can we just skip to that part? Uh, yeah, sure. So John Baptiste. <laughs> John Baptiste won um, everything. Album of the year. He won. <laughs> he won. He did win. He won album of the year. He won best uh, video. He won a lot of shit. Yeah. So John Baptiste is the um, creative director, the band leader for the um, the Late Show. Featuring Stephen Colbert, so that's where I knew him from. Also, he's a very well-known and talented jazz musician. Don't say that very well-known and talented because most motherfuckers don't know who the fuck he is. In jazz circles, he's big. Um, big in jazz circles, has he has Grammys for jazz music. Um, went to Juilliard, big-time artist in New Orleans, very well-known in those circles. Um, from from a jazz perspective, like came up. From Ellis Marcellus, went Marcellus school, so he's in that. He's 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 with those people. So he's, he's a big deal as far as being a virtuoso musician for sure. Can y'all hear me eating this shit? Yes. I, I want to know. Did you add a snack kill, <laughs> or has that always been there? 
and he just reached up and grabbed. And I thought it was sunflower seeds. I was like, this thing is a beast because this thing is just eating. We ain't spitting out no seeds. not spitting out at all. That's kind of crazy because I got some seeds up here too. Got the dill pickle, the dill pickle Davids, nigga. This shit just go hard. So what do we eat now? You got what? Target sweet eat barbecue. Trail mix. Trail mix. But yeah, so this nigga won the one like six Grammys that um on Grammy night. I listened to the album. Cause he, his album was considered an R and B slash rap album, crazy. So I listened to the album, and I didn't like it. It sounded like a bunch of um. It, it was too happy. It gave me the feeling of something that you would hear at a at a business conference as the opening music. Yeah, a song called Freedom. <laughs> that shit was awful. Just happy, happy Negro music. And I'm not really a fan of happy Negro music that's not made for. Black consumption is made for white folks to consume because they'll get you a get you six Grammys. Um, but yeah, I wasn't a fan of it. Um, and I was surprised it won so many Grammys, honestly. I guess it just shows what we kind of already knew that the Grammys is not really about the best music, it's about what white people like the most, right? So, my biggest issue with the Grammys was, uh, my biggest issue was that they didn't show uh, the Grammy for Best Rap Album. Um, which is, is Nope. Which was, had to be intentional. Rap is the number one genre of music right now. And for you not to show who won the Best Rap Album was like an intentional thumbs, uh, not thumbs up, um, Middle finger to all these niggas talk about, like, we need to have our own fucking Grammys, like the Dame Dashes and all the people who've been boycotting the Grammys and saying that we don't need them. Um, Tyler, the creator, creator won it for his album. I think that he deserved to win it out of all the uh, albums that were nominated. Um, but yes, I mean, something's got to give. Shout out to uh, the Baptiste nigga. Shout out to New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully... Today's price is more than yesterday's price. Um, but my thing is, uh, besides that whole rap shit shit, um, what are we going to do with Meg once we find out that she put this thing under the bus? Because like, she gave out the like awards and she's still like, like the rap woman darling of like the music industry. You know what I'm saying? Um, what do you think is gonna happen to Meg once it comes out that this nigga didn't shoot her? Because it looks like all signs are pointing that this nigga didn't shoot her, and it was a it was her ex best friend. Wait, so, wait, he didn't he didn't yeah, shoot him. I missed him. Uh, they was all, they was all in the car together, or it was all totally made up. Uh, no, no, they, they were all in the, the car together. So, so this nigga just went. To this thing just got locked up for violating probation because he was on Instagram just talking about uh Twitter whatever. Somebody he was fucking two best friends and that's what fucking happened and like he was apologizing that she got shot and that but that was still a violation of um what is it when motherfucker gag order. Not a, even a gag order, what is it? Um when motherfucker can't come fifteen feet from me, what's that called? Restraining order. 
for a straining order. Yeah, that's the apply. Like, like she couldn't, she couldn't mention, couldn't mention her, right. couldn't mention her um, name or like. Yeah, so it's been non-conclusive that this nigga like about like fingerprints on the gun or the magazine. But apparently there has been gun residue on his homegirls, on, on the homegirls' hand or whatever. So it's probably going to come out. Uh, it looks like all, everything's pointing towards um, it, was, it was her friend. So if that does come out. City Boy's up how much now? Yeah. Well, I mean, are, are, we, are we protecting black men? Like, or is it just going to be No, like, you know that ain't a thing. Or, or is it just gonna be like, ah, well, she didn't know, she thought it was him, but blah blah blah. Are we, they they going with that shit. So the nigga, oh, is it just gonna get swept under the rug and like she's still America's darling? That shit's hell gonna be swept under the rug, but like I know she had like all these, um, like she's putting out a what do they call it, a documentary about her side of the story that's supposed to come out, and I think it's really just a, it's a PR move. I think she has like a, a deal with Netflix to, to develop like documentaries and content, but the shit ain't coming through Netflix. It's gonna be some other third party. Yeah, so she trying to. You don't like, think women so are gonna say they're sorry, Chef? Hmm? You don't think women are gonna say they're sorry? No. Did you? Well, that's why you smile. You Anita, Anita, Anita Baker's the only black woman that's ever apologized. Cinder, that was wood. That me. Little old black history <laughs> fact. <laughs> But no, nah, I mean, I think I mean I think Meg's gonna be fine. I, I still don't think um Buddy gonna be fine all the way. I mean, he's in jail right now because he mentioned her name. And he didn't nah, he, he got out. He, he posted bond. But uh, but he had. I mean, but that was like what three fifty or something like that. That's stupid. Like you know, they got paid ten for saying that's thirty five grand. He got that. You know what I mean, <laughs> but I mean, but no, his 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 uh, career has definitely taken a hit. But if it wasn't him, I'll be happy because I mean I stopped supporting the nigga because I thought he shot her, and that nigga makes fire ass music. So if it wasn't him, let's crank crank this shit back up. But I think Meg has to have some repercussions for her actions if she knows her homegirl shot her, and then reiterated several times, protect black women, don't don't shoot me. Oh, you gotta listen, sue her motherfucking ass. Listen, listen, the whole chaps ain't gonna let her. They ain't gonna let her live. So we'll we'll get enough uh uh backlash from them niggas. So we'll see. But you ain't gotta take Will's word for it. My nigga. <laughs> I see I see I see that nigga chef boy. He was he was about to say some more shit. You're right. You've rocked with us this far in the podcast. Obviously you like something. Go ahead, visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love, show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast, is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now, for the with all due respects. Talk about DC Dead Man and you're with all due respect. Mm-mm. Nope. That's a, that's a conversation we all need to have. With all due respect, with a K. Sometimes I need to say it with a T, and it ain't a T. It's a K. Um, I was listening to sports radio, as I do from time to time, and they were just talking about how America is in this bubble, right? Um... 
that we think that the number one athlete is American, whether that's LeBron James, Michael Jordan. We think the number one um, entertainers are from America. That's um, either that's Beyonce or fucking Michael Jackson or Prince. When that's not the case. Uh, when you leave America, you realize that like mm, that's just some American bias right there. That's our own little bubble. When you talk about like Ronaldo, Messi, like. Soccer is the biggest sport in the world. You can go anywhere in the world and talk about the Premier League. I think they were talking about maybe like three or four Americans in the Premier League. And that's because we send our, we don't send, but we, um, we kind of push our best athletes into football, uh, basketball, we even say baseball. But soccer is the number one sport of the world. And you can go anywhere and talk about it. Same when it comes to our entertainers. Like, we talk about mm, Beyonce, but these little uh, BTS niggas, whatever the fuck. Isn't <laughs> it BTS? Yeah. Them motherfuckers <laughs> do numbers, numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like, these diggers uh, are shitting on Beyonce's numbers, but it's just one of those things about being in a bubble. So I was talking to one of my homegirls, uh, Charlene. Shout out to Charlene. I don't know if she'd like to be shouted out. But anyway, um, and she had posted something about um, a lot of us as black people are the first ones to come out of, um, I'm not going to say like a poverty situation or a situation where our parents were just, you know, struggling, trying to get by. You know what I'm saying? First ones to graduate from college, first ones to make uh, a, a decent amount of money. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I was just talking to her because she had posted something. A woman was just talking about it and how, like, when you come from uh, those kind of humble means that you're equipped with one way of thinking. So once you graduate from school, college, post-college degrees, whatever, you need a, a different set of tools that you might not have. So you're out here uh, ill-equipped to deal with some shit easy as taxes. You know what I'm saying? Is some shit as actually having a mortgage. You know, a lot of motherfuckers grew up in apartments. You know what I'm saying? So... We were just talking about that, and she described it. Uh, she said that, well, Shonda Rhimes had something that she called um, FOD, which is first only different, where a lot of us are having these first experiences, uh, some shit that only we have experienced and different from anything else that um, your friends or family has dealt with. Um, and not just not to be long-winded, um, just some of not advice, but one of the best things that I did was uh, go to away to school, right? Um, so at this age, we, a lot of us have kids that are um, in high school or might be getting to the point where they're choosing colleges. You know what I'm saying? Um, and once you leave the city that you lived in, um, you see a whole new world. Like when I got the fam, I was like, oh man, niggas from DC dress like this. Niggas from Jacksonville say Duval. Niggas 
from Indiana rob niggas. Um, so <laughs> it was just one of those things like you just your mind is open to new things. If, if it's just music, clothes, food, people. Like I said, my roommate was Haitian. Um, and all I knew about Haitians is what they showed on the news. You know what I'm saying? Which isn't favorable. You know what I'm saying? So I met him and I said, okay. You know what I'm saying? Then I met light-skinned Haitians from New York. I'm like, yeah, they got light-skinned Haitians. Like, it was a really a whole new world. Niggas introduced me to Conk Salad, but that's a whole nother story. Um, and then once you bust that bubble, right, then once you leave the country, that's a whole nother bubble, right? So once you leave the country for the first time, you're like, okay, well, I'm more American than black in some countries, right? And that's how they look at you, like, oh, okay, you ain't a nigga, you American, so that means you got a little money on you, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me talk to you like you have money. It's just a different experience. So I what I've, what I've seen and I, I like to see, I see a lot of people that I know are taking their children out of the country to experience new things. So if you're able to do that, do that. And, you know, if don't try to pressure your kids to, to stay home for school. Let them experience life with all due respect. All due respect, um, over the past two or three weeks, I've noticed a lot of, a lot of friends and, and friends of friends have been talking about how they, they're going back into the office for work. If we've learned anything during the pandemic, we don't have to be in an office to work. So I'm wondering what these companies are thinking when they, they're forcing workers to change their way of life that they've they've kind of adapted to out of necessity and built into a level of comfort over the past two years to come back to something that's really unnecessary and not really even safe. We're still going through the pandemic. People are still getting COVID. People are still getting sick. It's not necessarily the best situation. In my opinion, it'll never be the best situation uh, to be in an office setting. I think it's time for the country to start pivoting um, and start making changes towards how people, um, work and, and adapting to individual ways of work. But that, that comes down to the, the corporations that we support and work in. Um, <clears throat> I know for me, I don't have to go back to an office. I, they were told, I was told a long time ago, this is always going to be pretty much optional. If you want to be in an office, that's cool. If you want to talk to a client and, and, and be around them and fly to them, that's, that's up to you. If you want to, you don't have to. Um, and I like that. Um, but in general, when we're living in a world where we're starting to get used to being around our children a lot more, being around our families a lot more, and 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 having children that are more developed in that way, and and focusing on that, we need to change our minds and focus on family more than just the day-to-day grind of work, because that shit ain't going nowhere. Um, I, I'm not gonna, I don't tell nobody what to do, but friends, I mean. I know y'all. I know how y'all feel. Y'all don't want to be at work. You don't want to be in your offices. Um, just know you have an option. All y'all are talented. Y'all could do something else. Probably get more money and, and work in a way that that fits your needs um, in a more immediate way. So make that move if you need to. I support you with all due respect. With all due respect. Uh... A lot of times, you know, we pray and we ask for blessings and 
we see somebody get something like, ah, oh, man, you blessed. Somebody get a new car, new house, whatever. And all that could be true. But sometimes I think we should just stop and smell the roses even with uh, smaller things that may not be as mainstream. Like, for example, uh, you can probably tell, like, I'm kind of nasally. Like, I, I wasn't feeling well today. And uh, a couple of my early meetings got canceled and a couple of other meetings got pushed back and combined. So I really was able to try to, like, get myself together until, like, 2 o'clock instead of having to jump out of bed first thing this morning and figure everything out. And that in and of itself was a blessing. Like, I didn't get no money, nothing happened, but just the fact that my schedule all of a sudden became favorable. So uh, just something to think about sometimes. You know, it might not always be anything necessarily tangible per se, or, you know, you're not going to be walking down the street and find a briefcase with $10,000 in it necessarily, but just uh, enjoy the little small victories and favors that you gain with all due respect. With all due respect, um, life is more than getting to a bag, getting niggas, getting bitches, um, scamming uh, your business, so on and so forth, right? Um, I, I guess we're all of an age where we start to become more of ourselves, right? No matter what time you started that journey, say, I want to be more like me, right? Whatever that means. You start to appreciate things that don't necessarily have as much monetary value. I already spoke on it in the podcast. Whether that's learning to play guitar or learning to speak a language or whatever, right? You realize that your life is finite, right? And there's things that you want to do before you leave this earth, even though we're not, we, we're hopeful that we're not going to die tomorrow, but there are things that we want to do, right? But um, my wife recently uh, left DC government. She was a DC government employee for about a decade. And she's now going to Prince George's County government, doing much the same work, um, just just on a bigger scale. But so many people poured into her and like came out and traveled to like say goodbye to her and send her off. And nobody, it felt a lot like a retirement too. And I was like, hey, you're not retiring from work, are you? You're just changing jobs. But it felt a lot like a retirement. And most of the things that people had to say about her had nothing to do with how much money she made, how she got to a bag, like how she was like this boss bitch, whatever, so on and so forth. It was about how she touched their lives, how she helped them, how she made them better people, how she made them better employees. You know, how did she change their mindset on the way that this thing works, whether it was in the office or out of the office? Um, and it brings to the point that when we leave this earth or when we're stopped working, I want people to talk about me the same way they talked about my wife. And that comes to what you did to pour back into other people. What did you give back? Who did you help? Who did you help climb that ladder of success? Who did you give an opportunity to that didn't necessarily deserve it? Who did you qualify that wasn't necessarily qualified? You know what I'm saying? Those are the things and those are the people that are going to come and advocate for you. When you're 60, 70, 80 years old and you're like, I'm done working or whatever. Those are the people that are going to come boohoo cry for you, right? And say, I, this motherfucker made me who I am. And there's no value. There's no dollar amount that you can put on that type of testimony. 
yeah, okay, you got to the bag, you had some NFTs or whatever the fuck it is that y'all are doing now. That's great. But there's no dollar amount that you can put on the human experience. And we should all be pouring back, especially as black people, we should all be pouring back into the human experience. Take these young bulls, take the young women or whatever, and help build them up and make them, you know, change their minds and make them better people, make them better employees. Those are the things that are going to fulfill you and sustain you. And when they do put your body into this cold earth, those are the things you're going to remember. And those are the things that are going to make you whole. It's not going to be how much money you made. I, I've been to a lot of retirement ceremonies. Like um, Retirements are really big in the military. And my mom plans a lot of those retirements. I've been to more retirements that I can, that I can count. Never in any retirement has anybody talked about how much money anybody has made. Nobody cares. And no retirement does anybody care about how many bitches you fuck, how many niggas you fuck, um, what city you're from, you know, where you hailed from. It's all about what value you gave back. So as you're going through this thing called life, just keep that in perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, we should all be out here to try to prosper. We should be trying to make build businesses and be good uh, corporate employees and try to, you know, climb this ladder, right? But ultimately, that doesn't matter. While we're climbing these ladders, give back, create value. But understand what the value is. The value isn't in the money. The value is in the work. The value is in the giving back. So climb, but give back and do it often. The same way you network to make more money, network to give back. Don't just network to make money, but not network to give back. No, these little... uh, Nonprofits and stuff like that that have all this money that they're getting and they have grants and they have all these great things. You need to be speaking at those events. You need to be networking with those people just as much as you're networking with the people who are writing the checks. You need to be saying, how can I come and speak to these young people and help them? That is what we are here for. Because when they put you in this earth, they are not going to talk about the money. They're going to talk about what you gave back. Remember that. Be good people. Be good citizens, be good stewards of the next generation with all due respect.